From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools. Hello and welcome to Lead to Liberate. How about that music? I love that music. I am Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins. I am your podcast host. Yes, the superintendent of Madison Metropolitan School District, one of the finest school districts in the country. Here on Lead to Liberate, what we do, we go behind the scene with some of our employees and they actually tell you how they're leading to liberate. Today's guest is just like the guest of the past. She has a lot to say. During the pandemic over the last 30 months, she's been at the forefront, very much back behind the scene, but very much holding us together. I'm telling you, as we've all had our different shares of challenges, she's been right there. Yes, the one and only Dr. Kristen Gerchow. So Dr. Gerchow, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for the invitation to be here today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you here and given all that you've been doing over the last 30 months. And uh, I know for us, it's been kind of like a little shaky, but everyone expects you because you've been holding everybody together. (laughs) How are you? You okay? (laughs) How are you really? You know, I'm definitely doing okay. I think that we're in a space where we're coming through some really rough times as um, individuals and as a district. And I think that every day I'm seeing signs of uh, stability and hope um, and moving forward. And that is just um, what brings me the, um, I think when any of us have hope, that's gonna help us move forward and figure out what comes next. And this is just a great time um, to, to feel where we can see those seeds really have been planted and starting to come to fruition. Yeah, and I, I tell you, Dr. Gertrude, behind the scenes, like you've been through multiple superintendents right now over these last 30 months. I think we could probably say we've had three superintendents, right? At least three superintendents the last 30 months. And you've seen other leadership changes, the pandemic, so many things that we've talked about internationally, right? Mm -hmm. What's happening with our students, with our staff, with our families. What have been some of those things that you pushed in on to lead to liberate, to ensure that we get some sense of stability Mm -hmm. amongst our students, our staff, Mm -hmm. and our families to be able to help them make it through these challenging times? I think one of the things that we've done really early on was to recognize that there were uh, mental health challenges that were associated with the physical health challenges. And I think, Dr. Jenkins, you were um, a key um, advocate and um, cheerleader for talking about the whole child from the very beginning. Um, And I think that because of that, we've been able to have conversations about what our students and our staff and our families need. Um, as a community, what we need to figure out how to bring that stability back from a time that was just unprecedented in multiple ways, right? We know that we were dealing with physical health challenges, but we also know there are other pandemics where we were bringing to light the challenges that our students um, and staff and other family, other community members um, experience through um, discrimination, through health inequities, um, and we really need to grapple with that in an ongoing fashion in order to figure out how to continue emerging from this time. Well, you're exactly right. And you having to sit on the metrics team, our medical metrics team, where we were not only just talking about the social justice issues that mm-hmm. were going on mm-hmm. during the time, but we were also talking about vaccinations, mm-hmm. hesitancy, and we're trying to just balance it because it wasn't that people just didn't want to take the vaccinations, mm-hmm. right? And how, how did you help manage that? And what were you hearing to best position us as a district to keep moving forward? 
So I think one of the things that we just really talked about early on as a district is that you know we know some things to help us get through. Even though we've never been through a pandemic, we certainly know what it means to create stability for our students or families who are going through traumatic experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So we knew that communication was important. We knew that hope was important. We knew that relationships were and are important. Uh, we know that we need our students to have a sense of hope in a future. So we knew that there were elements that needed to be part of what we were thinking about were key to move forward through this challenging time and we had to do it together so while each of us experienced the last 30 months in a different way um, in some ways it was a universal experience but it all affected us very differently and we have to recognize that we need to take care of all of us to make sure that we're all moving forward to make sure that our students are becoming um, those amazing scholars that we know they can be right exactly I tell you even though this is the pandemic and we had so many losses so many lives lost this is one of my proudest moments as an educator as I saw us come together not only as a school mm -hmm. but as a community and really and truly you know as a country in the world to mm -hmm. say hey we have to lean in together mm -hmm. and but now doing this in a virtual space mm -hmm. you know and so were there other things created so that students or mm -hmm. staff mm -hmm. how do we pour into protecting their mental mm -hmm. health because during these times isolation really began to set in on all of us. I'm telling you, I'm, I am just as guilty. I was impacted, didn't realize how much I needed to be with staff, students, and the community. So what things that you do to try to address that? Yeah, we really recognized early on that our, we had an opportunity to really lead with the social-emotional learning and universal supports that all of our students needed. So our teachers, our student services staff did an amazing job of really thinking about how do we make sure we're teaching math and we're teaching coping skills, right? Mm -hmm. That's been an MMSD strategy for a long time. Uh, and we were able to translate that virtually. And now, of course, as we come back into our community, um, and first and foremost, as we come back, how do we build and rebuild that community? You know, those relationships are key. And mm -hmm. we know that uh, we just, to have the whole child thrive, we need to make sure that they're in a place of safety where they see themselves, they see that they are loved and cared for and seen for everything that they are, um, the strengths and the challenges that they bring day to day, and that tomorrow's a new day, and that we continue to build our community through those relationships, through that community, and then um, our, our children and our families and our staff thrive that way too. We know that it wasn't just our children who were struggling, um, the adults were as well. Yeah, and that's something I appreciate. You always keep the adults in it as well, and something that we've all had to learn. It's not just our students, it's the adults. Mm -hmm. If they're healthy, they can mm -hmm. take care of our students. And as you mentioned, we're merging now out of the pandemic, but we still have some characteristics from a mental standpoint that we are all trying to address. And we have a program, uh, Bouncing Back, Mm, yeah. Talk, 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 talk to me a little bit about bouncing back because now I'm out at the schools and I get the language from yep, the students. Yep, that's so what right. are they talking about? The elementary students know about bouncing back. What's this going on? Yeah, so we uh, we have a number of different initiatives through our elementary, middle, and high schools where we do universal screening for trauma exposure and mm -hmm. symptoms, and bounce back is one of them. Okay. Um, and so we um, really find out from our teachers um, where they might find some students that they're feeling 
something worried about. Um, and also we ask them about what their strengths are, right? So for mm -hmm. all of, it's mostly third graders, we say, you know, how are things going for your classroom and where are some places of challenge and where are some places of, ch of strength? And then some of our students who are needing something a little bit extra, um, we um, have a 10-week bounce-back group that we co-lead with therapists from the community, with our student service team members. And students um, learn all kinds of coping skills that they love, the adults who are teaching it love. And like you said, um, very often they'll come out into the school environment and say, you know, use some of these strengths or use some of these skills and let people know that they're, you know, teaching teaching someone coming in their their new breathing technique, right? You right. Know, this, That's what this, I was yeah. learning with the kid. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, so this is this is how you do, you know, this type of breathing. You know, this is a volcano breath. You know, all kinds of. Um, all of ways that. exactly so this is one of the places that bring me a lot of hope is that we are teaching our students skills that they are applying young and then they're teaching the grown-ups in their lives how to use these skills and I really think that you know for all the challenges that are out there our, our students are coming up with more in their back pocket for tools in their toolkit to manage whatever comes next right we don't know what the next stressful events gonna be in anyone's individual life in our community in their society uh, but I really believe that um, our kids are resilient um, they've been taught some skills, they've been applying these skills, and that gives me a lot of excitement about um, how they're going to be able to kind of become their best beings moving forward. Well, I really want to thank you for the bouncing back because the student really helped me. <laughs> After we were going through tough negotiations, I'm in a building, I see uh, one of our scholars in the hall, and I'm asking what he's doing, and he was telling me about these breathing techniques. And I said, where did you get this from? So he said, this is what we're learning. So he started to show me, yeah. and I told him that, you know, I know it because I go through some of these stresses. We were just finished negotiating. Now, I'm talking to a third grader. Yep. Right. And he said, oh, you could do it as well. This is all you have to do. And That's I just right. started laughing. I said, okay, I have to get into the bounce back That's program. That's right. We have, we have to well. know where we find our teachers in life. And often right. it's that. <laughs> so I'm hoping when he graduates, I can hire him right here in the district yep. someday in the future, you know. But I, I tell you, it's been a lot, though, because not only have the students with their social, emotional, mental health, staff, as you said, mm -hmm. but then our families, and then we have a lot of multi-generational mm -hmm. families within our community. Mm -hmm. So we stayed out longer with virtual, mm -hmm. and then coming back, and we're still seeing residuals. Mm -hmm. And, but we do see the excitement of being back in person mm -hmm. now. People wanna be back, but we have to kind of help them. What are we doing in our schools, and how do students know how they can reach out mm -hmm. to someone? How would, I'm a parent. Yeah. My child is not successful right now for whatever reason, or I don't even want to say successful. They're have just having challenges communicating. Yeah. Who do we reach to? How do we reach to them? What are the programs that we may have? Yeah, I'm thrilled you asked that question because I get a chance to promote our amazing student services staff. Mm -hmm. We have um, highly trained mental health professionals in each of our schools. We have school psychologists, school social workers, school counselors, our nurses, and, and you know all the interactions that our teachers and others have every day. Mm -hmm. um, we've got lots of people that are there to support our kids as a whole child, right? Not just right. to learn reading, right. it's important, it's to make sure that they've got all the skills they need to be successful in life. And I would really say that families should start with who they have a relationship with. It could be the teacher, it could be calling the school and asking for um, an opportunity to talk to um, the school psychologist, the school social worker, um, and really um, 
expressing you know where your concerns are really getting a chance to hear where your child's thriving but also like to problem solve together because you are the expert of your child as a parent and we have some expertise that we can like walk alongside you with and I really think that um, that combination together you just can't beat um, between mm -hmm. the expertise of the parent and the expertise of the school uh, I really think that amazing things can happen um, and then they can really help navigate what the next things are. So it might be that there's something right in school that can get um, a support because we have lots of programs and partnerships with outside community agencies. Um, and also there's, um, there's lots of other places that we can, can get connected with for support. For example, we um, just contracted with an agency called Care Solace and we'll mm -hmm. put the link on the podcast page. So Care Solace is a great program that we have that can really support our families, um, our students, their families, staff, and their families to really manage the complexities of navigating mental health um, in the community. Um, we know that it takes um, multiple phone calls to find um, a right therapist or right support out in the community, and it's just an opportunity that families or staff folks or, or students can look to navigate mental health resources within their web page, but also to talk to a live, real live person to help make some of those phone calls and help get connected to resources in the community. So we just know that, um, that managing your family's health and mental health care can be a real challenge and it's just one more resource that we have available to staff and families. Wow, that's awesome. I tell you, going through these times, we know that our most marginalized families, mm -hmm. our families who are multi-generational, mm -hmm. uh, we know the impact, the real impact mm -hmm. on black and brown families, mm -hmm. uh, families with students with special needs, it's real. Mm -hmm. So what I often hear from families, how do we connect? Mm -hmm. uh, and how do we get therapists, individuals, mm -hmm who perhaps look like us. Yeah. Is it, what are we doing in MMSD? You know, that's, that's yeah. a real deal yeah, relationship. Is. So what do we have? Yeah, it's a real deal. So a couple things. One is just recognizing that it is a real deal, right, of naming mm -hmm. that. The second is con we're continuing to work with our community partners, right? So some of this is something that we can work on within MMSD, and some of it is, you know, how do we work on it as a whole community? Mm -hmm. um, and even beyond that, this is a national issue. Mm -hmm. um, we are um, applying for some grants that really work to diversify our staff. Um, and so that is part of our long-term planning with some Grow Your Own um, projects. Um, and we also are doing, you know, there's some small but important things, like we've hired um, a Spanish-speaking uh, mental health navigator. So we've mm -hmm. got um, someone that can support families um, in managing those mental health navigation needs out in the community and getting them connected to resources so that language isn't a barrier. We hired a mental health BRS, so a bilingual resource specialist who can really support in the um, taking down all the language barriers that exist around accessing mental health resources. So small but important pieces that we're doing, um, both in our, some of our programs in expanding, as well as really looking to diversify our staff. And then just really we need to continue to grapple with this as um, a community, as a nation, um, that ha we, we have um, a real shortage of mental health professionals nationwide. Um, and we really need to target um, diversifying our mental health professionals as we go. Um, and families should be really comfortable um, really continuing to look for um, resources that feel comfortable to them, right? You're not going to benefit if you don't feel like it's the right match. Um, and so to keep looking until you find the, the right person for you and your family. 
um, either at school or in the community. Yes, that's real talk for real people because as we're trying to lead to liberate, we want to make sure that voice is important. We want to make sure that belonging, part of our core values are they're there. And uh, I'm just very proud of some of the work that we continue to do in our student services area. And I have to say, right here, uh, Dr. Gertrude, she is very humble and did not know that I was going to say this, but she's well thought of throughout the state. She, but because she's so humble, she tries to be quiet about it. But I'm going to brag on you for a moment. <laughs> Everyone knows that you don't only help in our district, you help others throughout the state. You help with DPI, you do a lot of things like that. How do you manage to keep yourself together with all that's on your plate? Oh my gosh, well that, you know, this is like, um, talking about the personal is a lot um, harder than talking. Yes, it is, see, she can talk about everyone else. She was doing fine, did you hear that? Did you see that? That's why I had to bring it out here. That's right. She will not right. talk about herself. Well, I, I practice what I preach. I, you know, I surround myself with um, really an amazing team who keep me humble and um, keep me motivated and give me hope. And I really, the work that um, our staff do every single day to support all of our families and the work that my team does and when I see what our individual students and families are doing every day, I just know that um, we have work that is taking hold and it brings me excitement and I know that tomorrow's a new day and we try again. Um, so I think that it's complex work but I know that each step we're taking is um, in the, taking the step in the right direction to just keep advocating for our students and families and that keeps me going every day. Wow, well, I, I really appreciate it. We've had a long history in MMSD of just outstanding individuals in this department. And Carrie Stanfley, one of your mm -hmm. uh, close yep. uh, colleagues who had stepped up in the road in the uh, void, and she's also going to stay with the, the, uh, the department yep. here with the district. Uh, what has it been like you two? You've been like tag teaming and running together. Like, <laughs> what's that like with you and Carrie Stanfield? Yeah, so um, I, you know, this, this is my 25th year in the school district. And I would say, you know, that is one of the key strategies that I've had um, each year is that I've, there are, you know, multiple other staff people that I learn something from every single day. And Carrie is absolutely one of those mm -hmm. folks. Right. Um, so mostly I just feel so grateful to have someone that um, we just can um, sit down and talk about um, where things are going on in our hearts and where things are going on in our heads mm -hmm. so we can problem solve and we can um, have sympathy and empathy for each other as we're figuring out um, what can be hard things. Um, and, you know, also we, we are um, MMSD employees and we're also humans that have families and other challenges and, you know, so it's nice just to have someone that can be a friend and a colleague to recognize someone as a whole person, like we like to look at our students, right, to also look at our colleagues that way as well. Um, but yeah, incredibly grateful to have someone who just challenges my thinking. Um, and um, lets me know if I'm in the right path or if I'm not, um, because that's what you need in, in the world is someone that can, can let you know um, the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, Dr. Gertrude, we really do appreciate you being here today, and I'm glad our listeners had an opportunity to hear you and to also learn the wonderful things we have going on in MMSD. I am looking forward for not only what you're doing now, but what you're going to do in the future as we continue to try to be one of those districts that's leading
to liberate. I thank you so much for your time. And listeners, we thank you for listening in again. Dr. Gerchow. You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.